appreciate uh, the Lord tonight, appreciate the privilege to be able to be here, and uh, we, I, we joined the church back in March, you know, we came back, I think we were here two Sundays, and so we're the ideal church members, uh, you know, uh, but uh, no, the Lord was so faithful, and has been so faithful to open up doors, we've been uh, somewhere preaching every week, and uh, the Lord's been faithful to do that, so uh, I bless his name for it, and uh, we, I resigned the church there where I was back in March, and um, God had already been working in my heart really about what to do. I'd worked closely with, uh, with Brother Jeff Plemons. Uh, we'd preached to get, you know, preached for each other, prayed together a lot, different prayer meetings that we'd have together, and uh, I preached every week in their Christian school. Well, God began to work in my heart that I needed to be there. And, uh, and so I prayed about it for a month or two and, uh, and then met with him and talked with him. And so uh, what I'll be doing uh, is be working with Pastor Plemons there in the church, Calvary Baptist Church in Kingston, uh, Tennessee, and, uh, and then also uh, be overseeing their Christian school. They've got a Christian school about 80 to 100 kids and so uh, we're excited about what the Lord's going to have us doing there uh, in the church. I want to tell you what uh, one thing that God did before I even talked to the pastor, uh, before I even talked to Brother Plemons, I had been looking for property uh, for us to live close by the church because I knew it was the will of God for us to go. And so I'd been looking for property and um, had talked to somebody about a piece of property. Well, it sold. And uh, so I had, uh, I had lunch with a Christian businessman, and uh, I, I, we ate and had a good time of fellowship. And afterwards, I said, I said, hey, by the way, do you know anybody that's got any property for sale? And he said, well, I've got some for sale. And uh, I said, okay. He said, well, do you want to go look at it? And I said, yeah, that'd be fine. So we went over and looked at it, and uh, I said, well... We walked around, looked at it. I said, how much do you want for it? And he said, well, I tell you, he said, it's worth, uh, it's worth this amount. And he said, I offered it to a friend for this amount. He said, but if you want it, I'll give it to you. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. That's before I ever even talked to the pastor. Amen. God just knows how to order your steps and put you in the right place. And so help us pray that. Uh, we'd be able to get us a place on that property soon. And uh, we only live about 25 minutes from the church now, uh, but I'd like to get up there closer. And so uh, I appreciate all the Lord's done up until now. He's been faithful uh, to provide, and he's, he'll be faithful to provide in the future. Amen. All right. Uh, if you will, turn with me to Ephesians chapter number 5 tonight. Ephesians chapter number 5. Everybody that's saved tonight, say amen. amen. All right, if you said amen and you're saved, I'm preaching to you this evening. Amen. amen. I'm glad we know we're saved, but there's some things God wants to do in our life because we're saved. Amen. And so if you're able to stand, stand with us tonight. Ephesians chapter number 5, and I'll begin reading in verse number 17. 
The Bible says in Ephesians 5, verse number 17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father, God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Our Heavenly Father, tonight as we come to you in the name above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you tonight for your word. I want to thank you, God, for saving me by the grace of God. Lord, I thank you tonight that you've saved others, God, who've assembled here tonight. And I pray that you would do an eternal work in this service. Lord, I pray that you'd do an internal work in each of us. Lord, help us to see our great need in this time. Lord, and that is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray that you'd do that work, uh, Lord, in each individual tonight. And Father, what you accomplish will give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is a Bible command. Amen. And it is a command to be obeyed. The Bible says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And so there is a Bible command, not for sinners, uh, but for saints that are already born again uh, to be filled with the Spirit. Now when we are saved, the Holy Spirit moves in and we become the temple of the living God. The Bible says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. Uh, for, uh, he, he said, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so that is that whenever we're saved, the Holy Spirit moves in and we become the temple of the Holy Ghost. And tonight, if you are saved, then God is in you. We didn't have to come to church and hope that God would show up. Uh, He came with us. Amen. Uh, He's with you when you're by yourself. Amen. He's with you when you're in a crowd. He's with you uh, every step of your journey. Uh, But the problem is tonight is that not only is he supposed to be in us, but also there is a need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to say this tonight, that being filled with the Holy Ghost is the only answer to the flesh. Amen. The only way to overcome the flesh and all of its manifestations is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Verse number, or I'm going to read several verses tonight, but Romans chapter number 13 and verse number 14. The Bible says, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So if... Uh, If there is a constant battle that goes on, and there is a constant warfare between flesh and spirit, uh, there's a constant struggle uh, that we would walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, So there is a uh, there's a force that uh, that is unsaved about us, and it's the flesh. Amen. Uh, That's human nature. 
That's our frailties, both physically and morally. Uh, It involves our passions. Uh, It involves impulses. Uh, Those things that uh, rise up in you that make you think, now I need to do such and such. Now some of you may have one of those impulses tonight. And uh, God put uh, the impulse of hunger in us. Now that's a good impulse because our body's letting us know, hey, you need to eat something. And uh, a lot of us, uh, as, as Pastor preached this morning, I uh, overindulge and uh, take those impulses and go too far with it. Uh, but certain impulses are good. Uh, the impulse for thirst and hunger and then others that God naturally, naturally gives to us. Uh, those are good. Uh, but, uh, but the problem is, is that our flesh uh, knows no restraint. Amen. Uh, The flesh doesn't know when to say no. Uh, The flesh does not have the ability uh, to withhold itself and restrain itself. And so there's a need in the Christian life that there be something stronger uh, telling us what to do than the flesh. Amen. Amen. By the way, God has given us everything necessary to be successful as a Christian. Amen. God has not saved us and thrust us out into this life to make sure that we fall flat on our face and fail Him and make a mockery of the cause of Christ. God wants you to be successful and He wants me to be successful. Amen. And this is not a Joel Osteen message. Amen. But God wants us to be uh, something that would be for His glory. Somebody that would honor His name and uh, and, uh, be a testimony for uh, the Son of God in this present world. Amen. And so uh, the flesh wars. And the book of Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 19. The Bible says, Now the works of the flesh. So what? What are the, I'm going to back up to verse number 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. So here's what the flesh and its works are. Verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. By the way, I don't want my flesh to ever to run wild. Amen. Somebody said, well, you just need to be who you are. I'm going to tell you something. We don't need to be who we are apart from Christ. Amen. I don't want to be myself. I don't want to find out what the old man's capable of. Amen. Because the Bible tells us all the capabilities. You say, I'd never do that. Well, if you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, you have the potential of living this very fleshly life. Amen. Verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, I don't know if if y'all are seeing it here, but I tell you in our town, we're seeing a rise of witchcraft. There's a store in downtown Sweetwater, Tennessee that is a witch store in downtown. And so anyways, what is that? That's a work of the flesh. Amen. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, 
heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And verse 24 said, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. The flesh, if it is left untamed, If the flesh is left untamed, it will unleash all the vileness of our sin nature. Amen. And so the only way to to overcome the flesh, the only way to live a life that's not following the impulses that rise up in us is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so Ephesians chapter number 5 says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So I ask you tonight, uh, as, uh, as we move on in the message, I ask you this as a personal question. Have you ever been filled with the Holy Ghost? Not only have you ever been filled with the Holy Ghost, are you filled with the Holy Ghost tonight? Did you come to church Spirit-filled? Did you, do you plan to go to work in the morning Filled with the Holy Ghost. Or is this the Lord's day and so we, uh, we come to church on the Lord's day but tomorrow morning you've already planned to not read your Bible and pray before you go to work. So we're planning already in our mind that uh, our alarm clock's going to be set for a certain time and that's enough time to get up and uh, get ready for work and, uh, and move on to the job and be there in time to clock in. But you haven't planned to make time uh, to walk with God already. Amen. So our plans are to exclude the uh, spirit-filled life, things that are spiritual already before tomorrow ever even comes. So tonight, I want to preach on this subject, on the how-to of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Because uh, if I know that something is required of me, I not only want to know that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but I want to know how to get it done. It's like, a, it's like a supervisor that hires somebody and on the first day on the job, uh, they say, well, welcome to the company. Now get out there and do the best you can. Now, uh, they, uh, you know, there's more to it than God saying this is what's required of you, uh, but there is something that God says how you can uh, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so uh, God expects us to be filled. By the way, In the church, uh, in the Baptist church, there are two offices. That is the pastor and the deacon. And both of those offices are to be filled by men that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. A pastor cannot feed the flock of God that God, the Holy Ghost is made in the overseer of. He can't watch for your soul. Uh, he cannot properly uh, handle, the, uh, handle the church apart from being filled with the Holy Ghost. And then the deacon, uh, the Bible said in Acts chapter number 6, uh, one of the requirements for a deacon is that he be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so if a man's not filled with the Holy Ghost, he's not fit to serve as a deacon. Amen. 
Now that's, that may sound tough in our day, but it's not tough according to the Bible. Just one of the qualifications. Uh, but uh, in our day, it's almost like if a man has not been married twice, well, he's a good candidate for the office. Amen. But, uh, but being filled with the Holy Ghost is a Bible qualification for the deacon. And so you as a church, the church has a right to expect the pastor to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the church has a right to expect the deacons to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But let's turn that thing around this evening. The pastor has a right to expect every church member to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because it's a Bible command not for just pastors and deacons. But this is a Bible command for the saints at Ephesus. So every person in Bible Baptist Church has a command over you that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So how can you be filled? Well, the first thing is is that there must be a cleansing. There must be a cleansing. God will not fill a dirty vessel. No person who is defiled with sin will ever be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. No person that has a life of sin, unconfessed sin, is filled with the Holy Ghost. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 6 verse 17, you know this verse. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now let's keep reading chapter 7, verse number 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves, amen, from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfect in holiness in the fear of God. And so, uh, there. now listen, God has done everything necessary for you to be clean. Amen. He has provided the blood of His own Son. Amen. Jesus went to the cross uh, to make atonement for your sin, uh, to pay for your sin in full, and He wants you to be cleansed from all sin and filthiness. Amen. God's provided His Word to keep us pure. God's provided His Son to keep us pure. Amen. God has provided uh, the church uh, that you may hear the Word of God preached, uh, that you may live a clean life before God. God has provided everything. He's provided the Holy Ghost uh, that He may convict you uh, whenever you sin or think about sinning. God's made all provision from His side that we would be clean. But just like everything with God, Man has a responsibility. He says in verse number 7, He said, Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. That flesh is, uh, it could refer to the outward sins, those things that you do, 
The things that you take in with your eyes and ears, of the things, the places that you go, of the conversations that you have. Uh, listen, you're not going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and be a gossiping church member at the same time. Amen. We're not going to be filled with the Holy Ghost uh, sitting around watching movies late at night, amen, uh, that you have no business watching and watching TV shows. Uh, it's further than that. Uh, what about on your cell phone uh, scrolling through videos on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube uh, sitting around watching filth and taking it in and consuming that? You're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because if we're filled with the Holy Ghost, then the Holy Ghost is going to tell us, hey, son, hey, you need to turn that off. Amen. You need to, you need to turn that video off. And you listen, you wouldn't sit down and watch 30. I hope this is okay tonight. We wouldn't sit down and watch 30 minutes worth of video, a whole 30-minute video, but you'll sit down and watch three hours worth of 30-second clips on YouTube and Instagram. I'm telling you, we're not filled with the Holy Ghost. No wonder we don't have power with God. No wonder our churches don't have power. Hey, listen, we're so filthy. May, we, may God help us to cleanse ourselves. Amen. You know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. We know it grieves God. And yet we're okay with it. And yet our kids are dying lost. Amen. Our neighbors had never heard the gospel. Our church needs power with God. Oh, may God reveal to us of the need for cleansing ourselves tonight. Amen. It's never been God's will for a person to sin one time. First John chapter number 2, John said in verse number 1, Little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. It's never been the will of God for us to sin. He said this, He said, My little, little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And tonight, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to have to want to be filled with the Holy Ghost more than you want your little pet sins. Amen. Amen. And so, filthiness of the flesh, that's, maybe you could apply that to dealing with outward sins. And then he said in spirit. That's some things, now somebody could see, you know, maybe that you went somewhere you weren't supposed to or maybe were with somebody you weren't supposed to be with. But those inward sins of attitude, that critical spirit, you may not even say anything, but you look at somebody and you dress them down and you think, man... Can you believe that they wore that? Or can you believe that, that they said that? Can you, can you believe that he preached that? Uh, and that uh, we dress people down thinking in our mind, hey, you think that God doesn't know our thoughts and intents of our heart? Amen. God knows and we grieve God the Spirit uh, by our inward attitudes and our complaints and bitterness and harboring ill feelings. God help us to get past that. If you're going to be filled, with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. 
2 Timothy 2, verse number 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. I wonder tonight, are you a vessel that God's ready and willing to fill tonight? Are you clean enough that you could be filled with the Holy Spirit in this service? Or is there something that you need to put on the altar and confess unto God? Well, if I come forwards, you know, everybody's going to know I've messed up. and done. Hey, we all, we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen. Amen. I've been meditating on this, preacher. People say, well, why do you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost over and over and over again? And I've heard the explanation, well, we're just leaky vessels. But I don't know that that's a, now, if that's a, you know, what somebody says, that's their business. But I think it's more than we're leaky vessels. I think it's because we're flesh and we fail and we grieve the Holy Ghost. And it's a constant warfare going on. The flesh is pulling us towards the world and sin. And the Spirit of God's trying to chasten us and correct us and convict us. He wants us to be filled more than we want to be filled. Amen. And so it's not that we just leak Him out, that God just seeps out our pores. But it is that we are so frail and prone to wonder. Amen. How do you get filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, first of all, there must be a cleansing. And second, there must be a consecration. Romans chapter number 12. You know these verses tonight, but verse number 1 and verse number 2. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The person tonight that desires to be filled with the Holy Spirit must be willing to dedicate himself entirely to God. Amen. Dedicating your life to be used by God and God alone. Not withholding or reserving some parts of our life for ourselves. Amen. When He purchased me, He paid for me in full. And He wants my full life. Amen. Not the parts of it that are convenient for me to yield to Him. Amen. Not the time of my life that is convenient for me to yield to Him. But in every way, God desires that our life be given over. Uh, that, we, with, that we yield the control of ourself entirely to God, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter number 6, verse number 12. The Bible says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead 
and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Is there anything that you're holding back on from the Lord? You know, God is not going to seize control of your life. He's not going to put you in a corner and say, now you give all of, all of yourself to me right now. God's not going to seize control, but he will take control of every area that you give to him. Amen. If you, if you decide to quit calling the shots and lording your own self and yield yourself unto the Lord... Let God take charge of you. Let the Holy Ghost reign and rule in your life and stop yielding to the flesh. I thank God the Lord will take control if you'll give it to Him. Amen. There must be a consecration. Have you given yourself to Him tonight? I remember the day I told the Lord I'd be willing to go anywhere in this world and do anything He wanted me to do. And when I did that, God put me where he wanted me at. Amen. I told the Lord I'd go to China. I told the Lord I'd go to, to the Midwest. I told the Lord I'd go anywhere in this world. And when I did that, he sent me to Sweetwater, Tennessee. I think China would have been better. Amen. But you know, God, he wants control of your life. The problem is we won't control ourselves. Whether, we, whether we're willing to admit it or not. Amen. There must be a consecration. And then third, there must be a craving. If you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you have to want to be filled. God's not going to fill anybody with the Holy Spirit that does not want to be filled. If you're here tonight and you say, well, I just, you know, I've heard about being filled with the Holy Ghost. I've, I've read about being filled with the Holy Ghost. I've seen other people that are spirit-filled. But I just don't know if that's for me. What you've done tonight is admit that you will not be filled with the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 6 said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What could be a greater insult what could be more heartbreaking than the fact that most Christians have no hunger for God at all? There's no craving in you. You don't crave the things of God. Church is just uh, something you do. Uh, Christianity is just kind of a uh, thing that you go through the motions of and you go on about your life and you don't want any power with God. Uh, listen, there's no service that we do for the Lord that can, that can be done in the power and effort of ourselves. Amen. Jesus never put off His deity. He never quit being God. But you know what he did when he entered into public ministry? He showed us that there's a need for the power of the Holy Ghost on his life. Because at his baptism, the Bible says that the father looked down and said, Behold my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Ghost descended and came down upon him. And everything Jesus did in public ministry, he did so in the power of the Holy Ghost as an example to me and you that we can't do it by ourselves. Amen. And Ephesians 5 tells us that every relationship that we have 
has to be done in the power of the Spirit. He says in Ephesians 5, He says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, gave Himself for it. You know what the context is? Ephesians 5, 18. If you're going to be a successful husband, if I'm going to be a successful husband, we have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Then he says, wives, submit unto your husbands. If you're going to be a wife that's successful in the eyes of God, not of the world, but in the eyes of God, you have to be a wife that's filled with the Holy Ghost. And then he says, children, obey your parents. Children have, if you're saved tonight, young people, you have as much a responsibility of being filled with the Holy Spirit as anybody else in the church. And if you're going to be the right kind of kid, a right kind of young person, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then he said, servants, obey your masters. Uh, That referring to the workplace. If we're going to be the right kind of employee, we have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You say, I'm not a preacher tonight. Everybody's not a preacher. Amen. Thank God for men that are real and God's called them to preach. But just as much as we need spirit-filled preachers, we need spirit-filled men and spirit-filled ladies and spirit-filled young people. And tonight it's not an impossibility. It's not way off there, out of reach. It's not something that's mystical and out of touch with man. Thank God it's well within grasp. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah tonight. But the question is, do you want to be? Do you want to be? Last tonight, if you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, there has to be a craving, but there has to be a claiming. I want everybody, if you still got your Bible there, to turn with me to Luke chapter number 11. You say, how, do, how, how can I be filled with the Holy Ghost? I believe it's this simple tonight. It's by faith. Amen. Amen. Salvation is trusting the Lord's work by faith. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is trusting and believe that He'll fill you if you ask Him to. Look at Luke chapter number 11. The Lord's teaching His disciples how to pray. In verse number, let's read verse number 9. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. Listen to this. If a son ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13 ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Tonight, I wonder this. Have you ever asked God to fill you with the Holy Ghost? If you've ever been filled with the Holy Ghost one time, 
Have you ever asked, did you ask God to fill you today? Did you ask God to fill you this Lord's day? If we knew the value of being filled with the Holy Ghost and the power of God that's available to your life as a Christian, we'd be more hungry to be filled with the Holy Spirit than we are. The same power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the tomb is available to your Christian life tonight. The same power that will raise all the saints on resurrection day is available to your Christian life tonight. The same power that Jesus Christ operated in in His public ministry is available to you tonight. And we're living well below our means. Amen. Trying to do something in our flesh trying to make something happen, trying to work something up. Oh, thank God the power of Almighty God is available tonight if you'd ask Him. Amen. If you'd ask Him. John chapter number 7. And I'm done tonight. John 7 and verse number 37. The Bible says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, I wonder is anybody thirsty tonight for God? If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39 says, But this he spake of the Spirit. The power of God is available to you. The question is, do you want it? Will you ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost? What about it, dads and moms? Preachers? How many times have we stood without God's touch and we knew it? We went through that, we went through that sermon, but you know God wasn't nowhere close to it. And dads, We tried our best to get our family around the altar at the evening, but we know that that whole day we did it in the effort of our flesh. I'm glad that failure is not final tonight. You can, by the grace of God, be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. Father, I pray that tonight that you would use the Word of God and minister in this service. God, I pray that Christians would have a hunger for power beyond ourself. Oh, the power of God. And I pray you'd help us to do more than have it today, but Lord, I pray you'd help us to live and operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help us, Lord, in this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. Won't you come tonight? Let's all stand. These have already come down to the altar tonight, but maybe you sense an emptiness in you. You've tried, you've tried to make something happen. You've tried to raise your kids and tried to uh, work a job. You've tried to serve God. But you just sense that you're weary and getting tired, going through the motions, and nothing's happening. Thank God tonight there's a power from above that's available to every man, woman, boy, and girl. 
And tonight all we've got to do is ask Him. Oh God, would you fill us fresh with the Holy Ghost. God, would you do something with my life that would be eternal. More than something that's ended at the end of my days. But oh, use my life to do an eternal work. Something that matters in eternity. If we're going to do that, we'll have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We're going to sing a verse tonight. The altar's full. Maybe you want to want to step out and come tonight. Mind the Lord.